testing. How does that sound? John, John, you're a bit of a low talker. I got kind of a you're kind of a low. But uh, welcome to the Eric Anders Lang Show. We're live here with John Ashworth. We're sitting al fresco. We've done a couple podcasts outside. Maybe this is only the second. Really? We did uh, Sean Tully at the Meadow Club a few months back. Right. And, and now we're back at the Goat, the Goat, the goat Hill. And uh, well, I just was. Uh, we were talking about hearing your own voice. It's kind of weird. Is it? Is it weird for you? A little bit. <laughs> that's all right I guess I guess it's that a lot of people aren't you don't get a chance to do it very often I'm in my head right now are you <laughs> literally yeah literally you're all John it is really weird because you can totally hear your voice in your head right do you do you want to stop it or do you like no, it no I think I'm going to try it I'm going to see if I like it I was I was going to tell you a quick story about because yeah. I um, you know I never wanted to be on camera I would never think of starting a podcast right because I don't have anything to say that's at least what I tell myself mm-hmm. And while that may or may not be true, I um, I was asking people at the end of Be the Ball what they thought of the experiment that we did. We taught all these golfers to meditate, and I said, "What was your favorite part of doing the movie?" And they said, "Listening to your meditations. You have a very calming voice when you." I recorded these ten meditations, and I was like, "Huh." And then someone was like, "You start a podcast," and I was like, "All right, fuck it, let's do it." So that's a big reason of why we're here. Um, what? Uh, let's let's start by uh, for the people that don't know where we are. Let's let's get them up to speed. And I apologize because I'm I could imagine you've probably answered this question or at least spoken about this generally six hundred times maybe. Probably. A lot. Yeah. So you probably got the pitch down. Yeah. So just hit us. I'll with try it. to change it a little bit. I mean I can I can also chime in. The Goat Hill Park pitch? Goat Hill Park. Yeah. Um no, it's just this little way, cool place. I apologize, but you, I, it is important to hear you say it. No, it's 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 a great story and it's a great place. And uh, I mean, you got to go way back to 1952. Wow, that's that's when it was first built. What was it before 1952? Uh, just probably a barren piece of land. Wow. But I think back 300 years ago, if you were an Indian, wouldn't this? Wouldn't you be right here? Kind of. I mean, we're at the so we're sitting right outside the clubhouse, and we've essentially got almost a 360 view of. A beautiful sunset yeah. and palm trees. Well, the palm trees weren't here then. You can but. see the ocean. You know, it's a mile from the ocean. Right. You know, it's a little microclimate because it's up on the hill. So in the wintertime when there's frost, we don't get frost. Really? In the summertime when it gets really hot, we get a nice ocean breeze. So it's really a, a nice spot. Um, you know, so anyway, so fast forward. You know, I guess to avoid yeah. the long, drawn-out... Yeah. Not a canned answer because, I mean, I know you're good at talking about this place can you sum this place up in a very few few words like two or three world class working class <laughs> how's that yeah it was a yeah. rescue operation yeah it was but originally it was a it was a country club back really in, back in the you know 50s it was private it was a private country club and uh it was nine holes huh. and i don't know what i don't know how when it sw- it was called the oceanside carlsbad country club Okay. It was one of the first courses built in San Diego County. They O's, say it was... O-triple-C. Yeah. As the thugs might have called yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, fast forward. I don't know how it switched over, but this one this one guy got the lease, this guy named Lud Keenig, who was this really cool guy, you know, and he, he loved the kids. Anyway, he's the one that was responsible for putting the clubhouse here. It used to be where Juniors was. Behind two. Yeah, behind two. And I think what happened is this was a whole. This, that was a, that was number one. It was a par five. Okay. And He's pointing to eighteen. Now, yeah, 18, current eighteen. Yeah, and then number two went down there, and they lost some of the. The city came and took some of the land. Uh-huh. The city owns the land. Eminent domain. Eminent domain. So he. What the fuck? Can you explain eminent domain? domain? That's when the city just goes, "Fuck it, I'm going to take that." So. You must have come into this. Like you, you must have learned a lot about the city when you dealt oh, with this. Oh yeah. Because we were talking. So we were. We obviously this podcast is also supported by a vlog on my YouTube channel. We talked a little bit when we played golf just a minute ago about how I didn't realize that you had never thought of doing this until doing it. Right. It, it was sort of like a hail mary. It kind of was, and we, you know, we basically. Uh, Anyway, let me finish this yeah, real yeah. quick because I'm going to lose I this. I jump. I'm a jumper. Uh, you jumped on me. But anyway, so Ludd was responsible for rerouting it in, in from 9 to 18, which I think he did an incredible job. So it went from a par 36 regulation nine holes to a par 65, 4,500 yards. Awesome. You know, there's eight par threes, nine par fours, and one par five. Now, at that time, do you understand 
whether that was common or not? 4,500 yards, things like that? Not really. I played it as a nine-holer when I went to high school, as, right. like, in high school matches. So I knew it back then. And then I started playing it like 10 years ago with my buddies. And I was like, wow, this is really weird but different and really fun. I used to love to come up here. So then when we moved Link Soul to Oceanside, we started playing a lot because it's like we're literally a mile our headquarters is a mile from here, so it was almost like it was. It was almost like um, if you were to unpack all the coincidences that occurred, you're the guy. Yeah, like you're like Neo, and they're like you're the guy, John. And you're like I'm not the guy. Uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, because I grew up. Funny thing is, I grew up in Escondido, and the course that I actually learned to play golf on was called San Luis Rey Downs, and uh, that closed up about six years ago, five years ago. Okay. And then the right court, the time you came a, here, a cup, about a year before it came down, I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. a bummer." I love that course. I grew up. We'd go play it sometimes still, but I grew up. I'd go up there every day in the summertime with my dad. Right. Golf. And then, uh, and then Escanito Country Club, which was the course I played high school golf on, that closed up. Jesus. And then there was another one, Penasquitas, which I played junior golf tournaments at. That closed up. And I was, and then, and then this started happening, and they were, and the city was managing it, and they, you could tell they were just letting it just creep into no man's land. They weren't watering it. They weren't taking care of the greens. They, the city doesn't have, in a lot of cases, a vested interest in maintaining a golf course. Well, in this case, they didn't, and they kept saying, "Oh, California water drought. We can't use the water for that." Um, golf's in the shitter you know it was right in 2008 2009 nobody was playing golf mm. so they pointed to all this and but they were i think they were saying hey wow we got a huge piece of property it's not doing dick it's a golf course yeah it's not let's 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 make this into a huge money grab and and, and in fact it, i would imagine uh there is very few ways for a piece of property to make less money than to put a golf course on it no doubt no it's, doubt about it's it. the worst it campground right 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 I mean, a a, 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 um, a landfill, it would probably make more money. Probably. Probably. That's fucking frightening. It's, it's weird. So they put this RFP out to the, you know, development community and all these guys. You know, well, not all these guys. There's four developers that came in. But it, it, the cool thing is it, is it was protected by a municipality that, that basically said the use has to be public use unless it goes to a vote for the people. So they were trying to lobby everything to go, oh, you know, we need to change this to, and get a developer to come in and pay for a referendum to go to a vote so the people would actually get to vote and say, yeah, we need to change it. Fuck it. There's, that thing's a mess. Right. And so we, we put a plan in just super benevolent, like, look, we're just going to fix it up. We're going to make it so people can come out and join. We're going to make it a park. We're going to have disc golf. We're going to have, you know, junior golf. It's going to be the home of the North County Junior Golf, which it is. And uh, you put in a plan that essentially came to be. Everything yeah, came to be. Yeah. And then the whole community jumped. They said, "God, he's really going to do that? Fuck, let's do it." Yeah. So everybody jumped on our back, and then we we're like, "Holy shit, we're going to probably get this thing." So at what point? So you you come up with this idea on day one, say, and then how many days later are you like, "Oh my god, I have to do this"? Well, thing. yeah. You know, Jeff Cunningham, who's my co-founder nephew partner at link soul at pornography. he and i yeah at pornography jeff you know he he was playing up here all the time and then i started playing up here all the time and then and then we kind of just started hatching this thing kind of laughing about it thinking oh we're not going to do it you know but then right. i thought yeah fuck so we did it and we still didn't think we'd get it until all the local public really got into it and then we had to go to city council meetings and it was obvious like god everybody's kind of pulling for us on this thing no way and yeah and uh what the, what the fuck is the city council meeting like oh my god you can go back and look at tapes you should go back and look. <laughs> really it was packed we had a couple really intense dude ones. this is like a movement man someone oh. should make a film about this oh it's insane i mean i want to see the tape oh it's we had there was two major ones that was packed and people from the community would get up and just start yelling and talking and shit. What were they yelling about? And I, I had to get up and pitch our plan, right? Right. So it's a really funny story because I'm in Las Vegas at the PGA show. It's the day it's going. But it's, Wait, when was it in Vegas? This, this was like, it's in Vegas every year, but it's in August. or September. Oh, it's a secondary that, PGA second show. So Whoa, mind, I figured. Mind blown twice. Yeah, it was weird. So, but we knew the date. I, I go, I'll come back. I'll get back in plenty of time. 
to make it to this meeting, like five o'clock meeting, right? Well, I'm stuck on the tarmac because of lightning storms in <laughs> Vegas. And I'm going, fuck, I'm not going to make it. So eventually, and I, I'm calling my guys. I go, you got to stall. You got to tell. I was supposed to go first. All the other guys went. I come running in and I'm up. Right. Oh, it's time to go. And I'm going, oh, shit. And I, I get up there and, and you're supposed to have like 11 minutes to do, say what you're going to do, right? Right. I finish in like four. Just, just <laughs> I'm like racing through hell. it. You know? Right. Anyway, so long story short, we get it. And then it was sort of like, oh, fuck, we didn't really think we'd get it. We were just trying to look cool. Say we're gonna get right, it. right, right. That's hilarious. So now, yeah. you're, now you are the one. Now yeah. you're Neo. And then the funny thing is I had this kind of pretty rich guy behind me going, yeah, you know, we're going to do this. And I'm, so I'm, I'm pretty confident because they said, you know, John, you got to put in $3.6 million into this in the first two years in order to get the long-term lease, which we have like a 50-year lease. Right. And, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, no problem. I got my buddy here. You know, everything's cool. And um, why do I feel like you're about to tell me he backed out? He backed out. No, he backed out. <laughs> and I was going, oh shit! Now and though, so I'm dragging my feet on like doing a lease. Now I got to work out a lease. I'm like going, shit, I, you know. And you got lawyers, yeah, and you're paying. Yeah, and now you got yeah, friends. Yeah, now I got yeah. So anyway, again, uh, uh, you know, worked it out, and it was lucky. It was really lucky for us because of the drought. I don't know if I've told you this story, but... Well, a lot of courses ran into a benefit from the drought, the actually. turf which, reduction which rebate. sounds ironic. I know. Turf reduction... Rebate. Rebate. So that's cha -ching. why... Cha-ching. Yeah, cha-ching. <laughs> so we ended up... It saved a lot of golf courses. Saved a lot of golf courses. We got a $2.3 million rebate grant. So basically, you remove we were able half to, the turf? Uh, we removed 25 acres of turf, basically. Out of, what did you say, 56? We have 75, 75. acres. 75. But the funny, the really funny thing, I could show you an aerial at the time. We had no turf. <laughs> <laughs> you had no turf anyway. Yeah. Right. You're like, great, I'll get out whatever yeah. shitty turf yeah. I have anyway. So anyway. So so the city gives you yeah. money back because by removing the turf, you no, the, demand the less state, water. No, the state. The state gives the state, you money state back. The state of California. So you, you could do it if you, had, if you owned a house. You could go, hey, I have 500 square feet. I'm going to take that out. I'm not going to water that anymore. Take it out. Put in rocks. No shit. They would give you $2 a square foot. It's 1000 bucks. But you could do it on a grand scale, which we actually did 27.2 acres, which an acre is 43,500 and some yeah. odd feet. You literally fell into like monopoly money. Totally. And that happened as well, just in the same way that you were writing here. And I had no idea it was going to happen. Who, who came up with that idea? Well, I did only because I saw people do it. I go, God, maybe we could do that. And were go, you? I'm going to try to do it. So I got all the information online and I put in an application. Boom, we got it. It's like... You fucking kidding me? Right you're now? just a fucking. You're like, I, that is so cool. Because that, that, what would you say? What characteristic would you say that you have that fits you to do this whole thing? Oh God, I dive for loose balls. I think it's <laughs> <laughs> just so fucking frugal. Yeah, I don't know. What I um, just, uh, I don't know. Because because um, Wilshire also did this. Wilshire but did I, it. I don't know. Was that no, around the did. same timeline? Yeah. Yeah. Before or after or at the same time? Right around the same time, actually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Rancho Santa Fe did it oh, okay. locally. I saw that. That's what I saw. I saw them do it. I go, God, if they did it, why can't I do it? You know? Right. So anyway, we did it. We, it was great. It, it saved the place. That saved the place, really, because, you know. And then, of course, I, you know, we did put a bunch more money into it, but, you know, not that much. But we got that far ahead. Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, the community came, the, the whole community really came together on this thing and supported it. And we had volunteer days. And Seems like the community stuff. comes together every day here. Yeah, it does. Right? Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's unusual. Do, do you, um, you know, you travel around, you've, your life has been golf. Mm -hmm. uh, people know your name probably from a, uh, I find it sort of ironic that there's this, your name exists out there and it has nothing to do with you anymore. I know. Yeah. Do, do you, are you, can we talk about that? Sure. I watch Golf Channel. Is it still on Golf Channel? Uh, I don't think it is. It's actually sitting on the shelf right now. Nobody's doing anything with, with it. It's really weird. It's yeah. funny because, well, I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it seems funny to me because here's Ashworth, John Ashworth, this brand that you had, this was your first golf brand. Yeah. The, uh, the clothing brand. And then now uh, owned by Adidas. 
It's actually owned by TaylorMade. It was owned by Adidas. Right. Confusing. And then Adidas sold TaylorMade, and with that went the Ashworth brand. And now, at this time of your life, when you're working on that brand, does golf still mean the same thing to you as it does now? Yeah, pretty much. So, because I think what's interesting is is the associations with uh, the the that the golf channel culture, the tailor made culture, mm-hmm. whatever it is, is very different from your current brand, mm. whatever it's Linksoul, Linksoul, right? Goat Hill, a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. That's uh, it's an outlier in the golf world, which is kind of sad. Would you say? Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's. Uh you know, but I think I think for me personally, I mean, I still have the same. I wake up in the morning trying to do this, you know, promoting golf. I like to try to promote golf, you know, to everyone, and kind of like you do. I mean, just kind of uncover all the cool things and present them, and try to make great clothes. Right. That, you know that. Yeah. That God forbid someone should make a good golf outfit. Yeah. Yeah. So that hopefully, you know, and yeah. And our thing is, even back in the Ashworth days, it was like. The reason why I did it is because I couldn't stand all the golf clothes, <laughs> all the polyester, you know, right. crap that back then, you know, with well, the it, red pants and the white belts and all this stuff. And it was like, it's de- Link Soul was kind of deja vu, you know, it was all happening again. It's like, oh my God, you know, why can't people, why can't we just wear stuff that is just comfortable and you can wear to a bar afterwards and not have people point and laugh at you and like what are you doing you've done a really good job of uh your the the five panel pant the link sole not the five panel, the five pocket mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the pant it looks like it literally looks like you could either be uh an italian man who's uh you know um somewhere in between painting laying a brick or uh, boarding his yacht it's a great it's a great fucking pair well, of pants great. you know Thank and you. And it's uh, yeah, it's it's hard to find in golf. And mm-hmm. and what's funny to me is like, um, well, I don't know. You know, you got this like it, it's it's interesting to hear that you're the same person throughout. Because I was thinking maybe with you know your first company, it was kind of I don't know, was, something different. It was different in the fact that I had no fucking clue what I was doing. It was kind of a luck box thing. To <laughs> right. I'm, it, I'm sensing a theme. Having yeah, right. <laughs> That's what I mean. There's there's a guiding hand out there that you know. I mean. That just sort of things go a usually a decent way, right? You know, yeah, it's bizarre. I've I've definitely definitely appreciate that that, that. in life. I have it. Yeah, yeah I've got it. Yeah. Mm. Um. So uh, so you so you uh, let's see. I had a question. I th- I could have sworn I had a question. I think what I was kind of thinking of was um whatever, whatever, whatever about the first company. But now right. we're here. Right. I, I look at Linksol, I see you mm. right, a lot in it. Was that, was that different? Was that, was that a different decision for you to put, uh, to put so much of you in it? I actually try not to put me in it. I'm well, not your face, yeah. but your ethos, your ideas. Yeah, I mean, the, the ethos hasn't really changed. And, you know, and then, of course, Jeff, you know, Jeff Cunningham, Parno- hashtag, par- is it at Parnography? At Parnography. Yeah, How old are you, John? This. I know. No, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a geezer. I'm past the whole digital thing. I'm actually. Now you're good though. You're yeah. out there. Anyway, what is so it? what's your name? 33 Ashworth. Ashworth oh, 33. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's just John Ashworth. John actually. Ashworth. Oh, but your logo is a 33. Oh yeah. Is that oh, a race thing. car? Your your avatar. No, it's always kind of been the lucky number. Just lucky number 33. Yeah, lucky number 33. Jesus's death up. or I rebirth? No, no, I don't think it has anything to do with that. It's just, <laughs> it's this mystical, universal magic thing. You find yeah. golf to be a mystical game. Oh, it can be. Yeah. You know, it can be for sure. When uh, When is it for you? Um, God, when you're in certain places, certain moments. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's for me, I don't, like for you too, it's kind of all-encompassing. It's what we do, right? I mean, it's, it's what we do. I mean, I've had some really special moments on a golf course, that's for sure. I like, mean, have you been to uh, Bali? I have. Bali Handara. I didn't play golf. Oh. I drove by it. You got to go up to the volcano. So the that's not the one with the statues, is it? No, it's the one that's up in the crater of the volcano. Whoa. And Inside of yeah, a volcanic you, crater? Yeah. I mean, it's sort of a, it's a, uh, but it's so old. It's like a tropical rainforest. So these humongous trees on the walls of the crater. And then you're down in this thing. And Peter Thompson built it. What? Back in the 70s. 
the yeah. Australian, uh, Australian five timer. Yeah, and uh, you, when you're playing, you hear the chanting monks like in, the, in the villages. We got to mark that on the you list. You got, you got to Bali Handara. Bali Handara. We're going. You got to go. Book a flight. We're gonna go to LAX. We're gonna be there in an hour. Absolutely. <laughs> Colts just got the grin. <laughs> and then uh, I'm sure you've read Golf in the Kingdom. Well, I mean, Golf in the Kingdom was so early on for me that yeah. in my golf experience in life that I would assume. That may have been one of the the original glue, mm-hmm. the original yeah, glue sure. that stuck me. Yeah, because I I don't know I I think it would be hard to play golf for a guy like me and not have that, yeah, um, sort of uh, avenue to relate to the game. Yeah, because I think I would just turn into a fucking a homicidal yeah. psychopath. Yeah, right. I think I would have I wouldn't be able to keep a full set of clubs because I would go so crazy. <laughs> right. But yeah, without those books, when did you when did you get into Golf in the Kingdom? I read Golf in the Kingdom right before I went to Bali one year, like in the would have oh, been like would have been like full dose. early nineties, right? And um, and then the interesting thing is, I I I had a friend that knew Michael Murphy, and I said I want to meet Michael Murphy, so I met Michael Murphy. We we got to be actually pretty good friends. And what year is this? This would have been ninety. Oh, so Murphy's still playing. Ninety one. Well, I've I met go, him. I, yeah, I said hey. I'm going to Scotland. You want to go to Scotland? No. He shit. goes, yeah. So, me and Barry Grimes, who Barry Grimes is the original, my, uh, the guy that drew the Golf Man logo for Ashworth. For Ashworth, right? And uh, which, by the way, is a pretty good story, which I can tell you. But do it. Jump in right now. Uh, well, he, uh, I was going to start Ashworth, and I didn't even know we were going to call it Ashworth, which. You didn't my, want to call it that. I didn't want to. Yeah. yeah, my partner wanted to. I'm like, oh, God. Okay. You know, we were hurting for a name. We were too far down the track. I go, okay, we'll go with it. And um, so I go, I think we need a logo, kind of like, you know, the polo pony. I got something for golf. And, and, and a buddy of mine in L.A. knew this artist and this art, you know, and uh, he goes, hey, my friend Barry, you know, he's kind of into golf. And uh, maybe you should talk to him. It's like, okay, give me his number. So I called him. You know, back before emails and you know everything else, I actually called him on the phone <laughs> right. in my house. Um, Did he answer? Yeah. Was there a voicemail? I don't think there was. I don't yet. think you could have even. I don't him. think you could. Yeah. Barry was only getting a direct hit. Yeah. So. <laughs> Did uh, he know who you were? No. Uh, so I told him, you know, hey, Blaine, how, old you, how old are you at this time? Twenty six. No shit, yeah. dude. And I go, hey. You know, I'm starting. I'm starting this clothing company, and it's going to be kind of a golf, a, you know, lifestyle clothing. You know, I want it to be, you know, kind of old school but new school. Um, I really like Scotland, although I haven't even been yet. <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> I love, I love Lynx golf. You know, uh, and the feel of that old school. And and by the way, I mean just to just to give more. Yeah. Uh, this was 19, 1986. This is 86. 86. There's no abandoned dunes. There's no, oh, no. Cabot. No. There's no, no fucking... Uh, no. There's nothing. No. There's no Lynx golf in America. No. How would you even seen Lynx I golf? I just Books? loved watching the British Open. British Open. Yeah. I just right. loved it. I loved when they played that tournament. I'd get Whoa. up early in the morning. Right. Who were your favorite? There was no TiVo. You weren't TiVo and shit. You were watching no. it live. No, you watch it live. Who you was? Know. Who were some of your favorite golfers at the time? Oh, my God. You know, I was a big Arnie fan. And okay. I like Gary Player and, you know, Johnny Miller. and Although he wasn't even, well, he was kind of, yeah, no, he was there. Johnny Miller, Ben Crunch, Crenshaw right. and stuff like that. Um, so I was telling Barry about this, and, and unbeknownst to me, he's actually drawing, you know, as artists do, right? He's drawing on a little piece of paper, boom, as I'm talking. <laughs> he's, okay, next time you come to L.A., let's get together. I was in Denver at the time. I go, okay, boom. Come out to L.A., we get together. And he goes, well, was it something like this? I'm like... Yeah, that's kind of what, Whoa. you know, so that was pretty cool. Talk about, like, uh, collective kind of conscious. Yeah. And the logo it was, was born. And, and we ended up working together for, like, 10 years. Wow. You know, the whole time. You came to L.A.? He, or? You know, yeah, he, he you know, I, no, I moved, yeah, I moved to L.A. Right. I moved to L.A. from Denver um, and just, shit, man, school of hard knocks, you know, trying to figure out the rag trade and Ooh. not knowing anything about it. Everyone who's, it's sort of like restaurants. Anyone who's either in restaurants or fashion says, don't do it. Oh, yeah, no. You no one suggests it. that you should get into those no. businesses. 
And then once you're in it, it's kind of what you know. And it's like, oh, shit, I don't know what else I'd do. I'm not going to be a doctor or a lawyer or anything like that. So, How did you get talked into doing it again? Because, I mean, you know, we don't need to get into details, yeah. but you, got, you weren't happy with how Ashworth ended up. Well, I was really happy. I mean, I was really happy. I was enjoying the heck out of it. And then it's kind of a long story. Yeah, we don't need to get into it. <laughs> okay, but okay. I, I, You know, uh-huh. I mean, but, but I guess I was under the impression that you were left with, like, I don't want to do that again. No, not really. I didn't even want to really leave. I just, uh, I wanted to go a, kind of a different direction than some of the people in my company did wanted to. Right. And then our board of directors kind of was, it just, it got to the point where it wasn't fun because, you know, we were value engineering product. We weren't making it as good as quality as I wanted to make it at the time. Because the volume was going up? Yeah. Right. And, you know, anyway, I wanted to do different things, which was which included doing things in Scotland. Um, but uh, but getting back to Michael Murphy. Yeah, there ripping, we go. Ripping back there, Scotland. There we go. He ended up, we, Barry and Michael and I went to Scotland for a week and played golf. And it was the most wild time. <laughs> it was, it was so much fun, you know. Uh, Quick break. If you haven't heard of Golf in the Kingdom, it, I was told it was the best-selling sports novel ever written. Could I, be. I don't know if that's accurate, but. Well, I, I, one, of the, one of the things was it sold more copies every year for like, I don't know however many years 30 years it like every year would sell more copies i don't know if it's still like that or not but it had a good run it's this story of uh, I, th- I think it's semi-autobiographical a little bit this 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 young man is on a trip to an indian ashram stops off in scotland to play golf a game that he kind of grew up with but didn't seem to be a crazy golfer ends up meeting this wild and mystical caddy in scotland and that, that caddy basically teaches him the the what, what does he teach him, John? Just kind of the inner, the inner part of golf, the spiritual part of golf. The, you know, getting close to your own soul through the game, and you know, and how this life is like, you know, the threat of a kite. You know, I mean, it's so, explain. What do you mean? Well, just you know, especially in today's world, it's like so. Uh, you know, the world's such kind of a scary place with so many pressures and things happening and like you know but you can escape to golf that's the way I look at it I look at it there's two worlds there's the golf world and there's the real world <laughs> you make coffee in the morning let me ask you one question about that coffee you make in the morning do you know when it was roasted if you bought it at the grocery store it's been stale for months sad news I know you go ahead and shed a tear if you bought it at the local cafe you've probably overpaid for it Here's the deal. Bixby, B-I-X-B-Y, they cut out our favorite guy. No, our least favorite guy. They cut out the middleman. I mean, the truth is if you are the middleman, you're rock solid. But we don't, we, since we're not the middlemen, we actually want to get rid of them. We're the men on the outside or the women. Moving on. That wasn't supposed to take that long. They roast it the day you order it and they ship it right from the roaster to your doorstep. Save on the price and save on the freshness. You get more freshness. More freshness, half the price. I don't know what the deal is. Anyway, I've been roasting the faci- I went to the roasting facility the other day, and my man Miles started this really cool company, and it's a high quality outfit, that's for sure. Um, also, it's like it's like the vice balls of coffee that Jeff wrote that. That's pretty good. I do like that. Um, better coffee, better price, and always free shipping. That's actually a really cool part of it. You get the free shipping. Um, so there you go. Check out BixbyCoffee.com. That's B-I-X-B-Y.com. It's going to get delivered to your door. And, uh, you know, once you get the coffee, you'll be awake for it the next time it gets delivered because it's a subscription thing. You know, you get it regularly. You don't have to go to the store for it. So anyway, check it out. BixbyCoffee.com. All right, everybody. Precision Pro. Here's the thing about Precision Pro. They got started with a simple question. Quote, why can't anyone make a quality rangefinder at a reasonable price? I also have this question. That was four years ago, and now Precision Pro Golf makes the NX7 series rangefinder that's been named the best value rangefinder in 2018. That's a big thing. I don't by mygolfspy.com said that. My golf spy. Anyway, their rangefinders contain all the bells and whistles that golfers love without the bloated price that other companies charge. Because to be honest, nobody likes bloating, especially when it comes in your price tag. The NX7 Pro Slope Rangefinder is the number one selling rangefinder on Amazon.com right now. Is that true? Is it the number one? 
No one's in my house. Colt, Snowball, and Max are all in my house. Is it the number one? Check. Is Precision Pro really the number one selling rangefinder? I don't want to purport false claims. Colt's checking. Anyway, that's on sale for $218, and that's $30 off its normal price. Can you believe that? It offers slope-adjusted yardages, pulse vibration technology, which, as a human being, I love. I love pulse vibrations, good or bad. Uh, Two-year warranty. Dang, that's two years, man. That's a long time. That's longer than I've ever had a rangefinder. My last one was stolen, so if you have my rangefinder right now, it says Eric Lang on it. You're an asshole. Also, it comes with industry-leading precision care package that includes a free lifetime battery replacement service. A lot of script. I'm almost done, guys. Hang on. Any news, Colt? Still no news. We're waiting. For golfers, confidence is a wonderful thing. Doubt is not. Precision Pro understands that, and it's why their rangefinder is the perfect combo of performance and price. I love combos like that. Oh, my God. NX7 rangefinder is, well, look at all these reviews. Does what I wanted. Love it. Just what I was looking for. Price was right. From Lowell H. Danny B says, I like it. <laughs> We're reading real reviews. Five stars. 781 reviews. Dude, here's the deal. They sent it to me, but I haven't had a chance to play with it yet. We're going to see. We're going to see. Right now, the NX7 Pro is on sale for $30 off at PrecisionProGolf.com. Two-year warranty, 90-day money-back guarantee, lifetime battery replacement service. Lifetime battery replacement. Whoa, Cadillac Rangefinder with a VW price. I like it. That guy, I want to hang out with. Major Duffer. Let's get Major Duffer on the pod because I want to see this. But the battery replacement service is crazy. Seriously, lifetime battery replacement service. I'm just learning about this. Swing with confidence. Hit more greens with Precision Pro Golf. Guys. Sounds like if you don't buy this, you're the idiot. Um, so anyway, ciao for now. Adidas golf shoes, y'all. I've worn lots of shoes since I started playing golf seven years ago, but I haven't found anything that matches Adidas. It's actually very true. Boost, all capitals, folks, B-O-O-S-D. Boost is the best cushioning in the game, and they test all their shoes so that you get the stability you need for the swing that you want or whatever. Whether it's the Tour 360, which is all around a great shoe, or the Adicross Bounce, that's what I like. Uh, I typically wear, well, I like the Pure, y'all, because they're classy as fuck. And I also like the, uh, I like the Crossknit Boost, y'all. It's an older model, but they look kind of fly. Everyone thinks I'm wearing running shoes on the course, but no. I've got stability and I've got little nubs to keep me in check when I over-rotate with the big stick. Um, everything that they make is so versatile and comfortable, but most importantly, they're all built to perform on the course. Visit adidas.com and click on the golf section or visit your local retailer. <laughs> Maybe just go online, y'all. Who wants to go to a local retailer? Let's face it. To find the pair that's right for you. You can also follow Adidas Golf on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook for all the latest news and releases. Check it out. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. But we, we actually played, like, under a full moon at, at uh, St. Andrews. Too. No. We played, yeah, we played. You snuck out. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. We played two and 17. <laughs> <laughs> so good. What'd you, what'd you make on 17 in the middle of the night? I don't remember. But it wasn't <laughs> bad, though. It was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I would be in the hotel. Yeah. I would be someone. That's cool. Wow, that's really wonderful. I, uh, I was inspired to, um, when I met Michael Murphy, he, uh, I said, you know, I, I was inspired by your book, and I snuck on Cypress Point. And, uh, and he said, that's great. Me too. Did you get caught? No. I got caught. You, you did? Yeah. At Cyprus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was 17 years old, I was with Jeff Hart. We drove up to watch, you know, I think it was the U.S. Open. I mean, but it might have just been the Crosby or something, but we snuck on uh, number two. Right. right, par five. Yeah, and we're up there. And we're thinking, we're oh man, we're gonna make it. We're gonna get past two. <laughs> and out comes this. I don't know. It was it was this car. It was driving. It was Jim Langley, the pro oh. there for millions of years, and oh, he was no. the nice. He goes, "Hey boys, uh, did you know this was a private golf course?" <laughs> In we're the like, middle of the day. We're like, 
now, is it? Yeah, Man. it was like it was like eight o'clock in the morning. Oh my, that's bold. Yeah, I was kind of. He he gave you such an out though. Oh, he did. He did you awesome. know this is a private yeah, golf he course? He was so nice. I got to know him years later too. And you since played there without any. I issue. played there a few times. I love that place. That's nice. Yeah, it's, my, it's probably my number one. Really? Yeah. If I was if you were gonna go, what's your number one? I would say. If I was going to ask you, that. yeah. Well, let's pretend I did, and now I'll continue on. Why? Why? I just, I just love it. Yeah. It just has a vibe. Like you were talking about a vibe. It's got a vibe. Yeah. Kind of transcends everything, doesn't it? It feels like you're playing in a spiritual place for sure, like a otherworldly sort of vibe. I think. Do you think that? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think I've only played it once, and so it's hard for me to really mm-hmm. um, digest it mm-hmm. entirely, but. I experienced it as um, it, it, it kind of it, it kind of is uh, is very unusual in the sense it's kind of, I guess it's like probably more like spyglass than than a lot of other courses in the sense that like for me you kind of have what I think I'm actually maybe just realizing right now you have a you have this wonderful view right and you have this wonderful hole and like a lot of great courses they save it for kind of the end right like 17, 16, 17, 16, a lot of great courses. But what you kind of have is this, this, this fleeting moment uh, in, throughout the round, and, and you're kind of forced to, in some ways, appreciate not the mundane, but the, the, the holes that aren't the signature holes. And, and in some ways, I remember some of those holes even more poignantly than, than the, those finishing four. Yeah. Yeah, they all go together so nicely, I think. But, and then you're, you, the, the mark of a great course is you, you run like four or five and you go, oh my God, this is going too fast. It's going to yeah. slow down. I, the Cypress was one of the first really, really nice courses I played. And I, I had that experience constantly mm. where I was just, the, the experience was slipping through my fingers like mm-hmm. sand. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I found it kind of tragic actually. Mm-hmm. And That's, I actually, I had a hard time dealing with that yeah. experience of just the greatness of it. More than any other course, that course gives you that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. For me, anyway. It was very strange. And like I said, it was it was almost like a lesson in uh, uh, impermanence, mm. yeah. which which is like, it's making me very sad right now as I think about it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Very Buddhist-like. Do you, uh, what's your, you must have a really wonderful motto that's not working class meets world class or some oh. other motto that you kind of live by. It's only work if you'd rather be doing something else. It's only work if you'd rather be doing something else. <laughs> I've never heard that. Oh, come on. Really? Never heard it. Really? Never heard it. I've heard... That uh, was a motto back in the Ashworth days, too. Yeah? Yeah. It's only For, work if you'd rather be doing something else. Yeah. Well. Did you, you, you have that motto? I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. I, I uh, In fact, Colt and I were talking this morning about how um, we... Uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you have a dream job, right? We have the dream mm-hmm. job. And, and I won't argue with that. Mm-hmm. We do. Mm-hmm. But it is it is equal parts dream and job. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't a job, I wouldn't appreciate it. Because then there's no... It would be like... It would be like... I, I don't keep score insanely with golf, but I do keep score mm-hmm. and, I, and I keep track. But, I mean, if, if you made a hole-in-one on every hole, you wouldn't really play golf anymore, I would think. Right, right. Yeah, maybe you would kind of fun <laughs> and then Cole brought up Kim Jong-un yeah right and his wonderful record <laughs> right um, <laughs> uh, any other let's see any other topics we can come up with randomly for the last few minutes of this any thoughts anything on your mind currently what are you what are you what are you doing now what are you Colt likes to ask what are you obsessed with I like that question oh really I, I got so many balls in the air right now you know we're fixing the bathrooms yeah, at the go yeah fixing the bathrooms <laughs> new mail oh, boom yeah, well, no, it's time to leave. Um, oh God, we got the wishbone coming up. We got the I wishbone coming. I don't up. know when yeah. this is going to air. Yeah, right. Maybe before that. So Maybe the wishbone before. brawl, which is something we made up last year, and Eric was kind enough to come and be <laughs> a color commentary. Yeah, that was fun. Maddie G and I got yeah. to meet for the it first was, time. Oh, that was great. That and was that great. was like a really big moment. And for you me. were actually—I think I asked you, "Why don't you do a podcast?" You go, ah, I'm thinking about it. Blah, oh blah, my blah. goodness! I, do you remember that? That's I right. Wasn't talking about well, this. Well, and because the truth is, the pod started in February or March, but we'd been honestly trying it for months, for maybe even okay. a year, maybe nine okay. months, ten months. Okay. Because we had tried all different formats, and what is it going to be? And then finally, we just sort of pulled everything away from the tree. 
no ornaments. It's a tree. Okay, right. done. Yeah. What do I know? I know golf, and yeah. I know some humor, and I know how to travel. Right, right. right. And that was this it. This is great. Um, but so the, the Wishbone it's Brawl wishbone. Is, a, is an event unlike any other. It's unlike perhaps. any other. You were there. You saw it. We didn't know what was going to happen. It was just brilliant. It was like, at the time, it was we got Xander was just coming off winning the you know the tour championship right and you know local boy how long have you known xander that was the first day i met him no shit yeah but i mean he's down with the crew like oh yeah he knows yeah he knows charlie and obviously and he knows david emmerich who's runs the north county junior golf him and him and david whose nickname is devo so i don't like to call him david but devo's son evan and uh xander know each other really good and uh anyway so and Xander went to San Diego State, which Ryan Donovan's daughter had that terrible disease. So we actually raised money for that, which was great. Yeah, T-shirts. Yeah, but we had a blast. I mean, it was... And this year we're going to do it. It's going to be Xander and Charlie versus Dean Wilson and Mike Weir. And so people can uh, come to the event, buy tickets, support yep. a charity that uh, is TBD, or do you know? No, we're going to do Charlie's Foundation oh, and North County Junior Golf. And then from there, as a, you know, those they're both five... Of, 501c3s then they can help the community do you right. know what I mean because they can give it away most of all you can watch some sick so golf up close no ropes golf. yeah one hole at a time hitting persimmon woods yeah yeah I love it yeah so what was Xander's uh, takeaway from hitting persimmons oh he loved it because he was banging he that was ball. bombing he was going I'm going to put this three wood in my bag as my five wood no <laughs> that's what he said that would have been much <laughs> I know at Carnoustie last year when yeah. he was just like yeah. sneaking up there on the last day yeah how about, did you watch any of that at Carnoustie? Oh, yeah, of course. Did you see Xander and the baby? Oh, my God. That was a moment for me. I love Xander. I wish he was a Link Soul guy, but, you know. Yeah, not just, yet, maybe. We don't have the bread. But you need some You need some more wheat in yeah. the uh, in the yeah. field. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Got to grow, but we then, can, you, then you struggle. Yeah. I sometimes feel like, what does growth even mean? Right? Like, what? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, and I think you and I are a lot alike in terms of, like, like, hey, I appreciate the tour and everything, but golf to me is about what we did today. You yeah. know, it's like sometimes I think professional golf hijacks the game a little bit too much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, It does. I mean, I love the majors, but, you know, they're, that's like a teensy, tiny little bit of the whole game. You right. know what I mean? It's like it gets so much attention and... You know, I mean, I think it's it's the great thing about golf. It's just a game for the people. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody can just they need the release. They need to let. They need to you know, yeah, get away from the real world and come out and try to move that little ball into that little hole. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And we played six holes today, which is yeah. a, it's a really good number. That's a good amount. It's a That's really a good, good amount. Number. Yeah, absolutely. I would like to see a course with three sixes. I would, too. I've would said be. that many a time. Really? I actually told Lou Thompson, who owns Forest Dunes, because he's going to build another course. I go, God, it'd be cool to build, you know, three six-hole loops. Yeah. That come right back to the clubhouse. Yeah, and each could kind of, uh, you know, not be very different, but be kind of different, right? I mean, yeah. um, so, so I guess in talking about... Um, I hate this subject, but I guess we could talk about it. The future of golf, mm. right? I mean, I feel like I hate talking about it. Why, why, do, why do I hate talking about it, I don't it, know. I don't know. I'm excited about it. I, th- I think we're going to go through a big renaissance. What do you mean? I just think there's movements like, you know, getting golf back to the, you know, to the roots and the people and, you know, stripping off. Like, almost your tree analogy. Like, took out all the shit. It's just a tree. You know, it's right. golf. It's just like, you know, and... Uh, my theory is this, tell you what my theory is, is the fact that I really believe in the big picture, people in general are good. You know, the good evil thing. I think mm-hmm. people are, want to be good anyway. So, but I think if you take the whole population of the world and then you take golfers, I think golfers are the cream of the crop in being good people. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they've got this built in ethic for the most part and respect and sportsmanship. And so I think if, you can teach kids that and play golf recreationally and, you know, in the spirit of, you know, goodwill and everything, the world would be a better place. Do you know what I mean? I like, totally agree. It's like you're a product of your environment. So golf courses are an environment that you become a product of. And if you could take that away, 
the world is going to be a better place. Yeah. And that's what's happening. That's what's going to happen 100 years from now, I guarantee it. The golf isn't that old. If you, get, if you go right into the geological vein of golf, it's just a baby. Yeah. I mean, in 1850, how, that wasn't that long ago, really. I mean, it's a no. long time ago, but there's only like 12 golf courses. That's true. There were, there were really not that many for several hundred years. Yeah. So we had the, you know, we had the big bullshit in the 90s. See, I, I'm hoping the Tiger thing this time activates golf in the right way and not like the 90s. Mm, not I real think estate every, embellishments. Yeah. And, you know, more just take it to the people. Yeah. Take it down, down to the working class. The working class needs to have golf. Yeah. If we, but I know it's, it's a pipe dream, but I just believe in it. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a pipe dream. It I seems, think it's, it seems to be happening. Yeah. Um, we have, obviously, uh, unfortunately, not too many examples right now, right? right. I mean, we've got um, a lot of great public courses around. There is. Um, what do you think? I wish the USGA and the PGA would jump in more. I just don't think they jump in enough. And that disappoints me. Well, you know what I found strange is the Olympics, L.A. Right. Where's the course? Riv. Don't you think it should be Wilson? Yeah. Don't you think that they should do a Beth Page on Wilson? Is that is that is that I didn't even know that. Is that happen? Is that what's going on? They picked Riv. That that's already happened. I'm, I, that's what I heard. I, I haven't read it or wow. seen it accredited, but I mean, like, hey, guess what? We've all seen Riv. Why don't we take all that money? Yeah. And put it in a course that could use it. Yeah. Make, you know, Wilson could all of a sudden be like a, 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 an amazing. Me. Hey, you've got Tory Pines, you've got Chambers Bay, you've got Beth Page. But you got nothing in L.A.? Yeah. And I'm not saying that the course needs to start charging 90 bucks or 150 no, bucks. No, I think there should be free golf courses. Yeah, well, it would be cool if Wilson became one rad golf course. Harding became, like, I don't know, a, a more accessible children's course like you're talking about. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, I'm not saying it needs to be much nicer because I'm actually... I we were Actually, we were playing today, and you were like, I wish the fairways were better or whatever. And, you know, you're dealing with uh, a summer without a ton yeah. of water. yeah. I, that doesn't bother me at all. Like, no, I mean, it's part of the, you know, it's what whatever. Play we just got back from Scotland, and I mean, the greens are all perfect, but yeah. a lot of things are brown and weird and fucked up. I know up. that's cool. I love that. I, I love was that. Over there. Yeah, I fucking love that. I love what you, that. What do you think? Um, you know, when you when you look at golf, um, you know, and 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 the playing of golf and sort of those lessons that everybody talks about. Mm-hmm. There must be something a little bit more deeper than what most people answer this question with, which is like patience or something like that. You, you must have gotten something from golf that's pretty profound that we could talk about for a little bit. Well, it kind of goes back, and I've told this story before, so if people have heard it, I'm sorry. But, you know, when I got into the game, it was literally my mom said, you're either going to Sunday school or you're going to go caddy for your dad. <laughs> I was like eight years old. Like, I'm going to go caddy for my dad. Yeah. That's how I got into the game. He was a school teacher. And so, I mean, I don't know. For me, it's just, I believe there is definitely some kind of great spirit and, you know, greater power. And I just think you can find it out here as easily as you can find it in in, in a church. You know what I'm saying? So, right. I don't know. You went to Sunday, you, instead of going to Sunday school, you went to green reading school. Yeah. And you probably got the same thing. Yeah. But I just think that there, are, there is, you know, over the years, and there is so many great inherent qualities in the game and uh, characters and people and things that have happened. And, you know, I love, I love the, I, you know, the, un, the unsung heroes are the, are the greenskeepers, you know, that actually take care of the courses. Mm. And, you know, I love that part of it, you know. I got my degree in agronomy. I thought that when? was... When? Arizona, nineteen eighty-two. Okay, so that was originally a career path for you. Yeah, it was. It was. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just never kind of, kind of floundered. Went and caddied on the tour. Who'd you caddy for? Mark Weeby. No shit. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you make any money? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. I guess he didn't either. I lived in my car most of the time. What kind of car? Jetta. Nice. Reclining seat. Nice. <laughs> Red or what color? Bl- bl- it's blue. Tan? It's blue. blue. Like a little navy one. What, uh, you have a lot of experience with meditation. Yeah. How did you much. fall into that? 
Uh, well, my wife is, is from Thailand, and she's, so she's Buddhist. So I've just been around it, you know, from a Buddhist point of view. But Thai Buddhists, are they meditators? Or oh, yeah. They are. Time. They oh, actually yeah. meditate. Oh, yeah. I'll show you a great podcast. I was going to show When you brought it up before, I was going to show you this. Let's check it out. This, you should. Okay, it's called The Power Dharma. of Present no, Karma. No, oh. it's the Dharma Talks. Okay. Um, dharmatalks.org. DharmaTalks.org. Okay. Yeah. So if you're interested anyway. in meditation, because I yeah. do get a lot of messages about if that. If you are interested in meditation, that is an excellent, excellent podcast. DharmaTalks.org. Dharma yeah. with an H-D-H-A. Yeah. Dharma Talks. Yeah. D-H-A-M-M-A-T-A-L-K. Oh, Dhamma Talks. Dharma Talks. Dharma Talks. I fucked it up. Sorry. Um, so, but anyway. So you 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 meet her. And yeah, then what, you meditate or you, or you use date? Oh, which, no, which comes I, I met first? her in L.A., like, back when I was, you know, starting Ashworth. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and just over the course of time. I mean, that's 30-some years, you know. She years sort of ago. pulls you into it? She says, you want to well, try this? Or No, I mean, just being around. You know, she's, she, you know, just being around it. Right. Being around, like, this, this, you know, this monastery is up in Valley Center. It's really cool. It's in this avocado grove. And nice. this, this monk is, uh, he's a Caucasian guy from New York but he spent 20 years in Thailand well studying you know and he translates all Buddhist stuff and so it's it's interesting to me I mean it's I'm not you know it's just a it's just a it's a cool it's more of a path like a philosophy in a way it's not you know I'm not I wouldn't I don't even know if I'd consider myself a Buddhist but I do sure. meditate and I do enjoy uh, that whole mindfulness Staying in the present moment, you know, it's all we got, really. When people ask you where they should go to learn to meditate, what do you say? <laughs> He's grimacing. He's uh, squinting. Well, you know, it's so funny. I mean, it, you know, you, you you can pick up. There's a lot of books for sure on mindfulness and meditation, and but it's in you know, find a little place in your own space. You know, just make it your own. You just need to sit and. Learn how to breathe. <laughs> you, you, that I does mean, seem like an Ashworth answer. It's just very figure it out. Dude. Yeah, just figure it out. You know, it's br- breathe in, breathe out. Have you spent much time in Thailand because of your yeah relationship? Spent a fair amount of time in Thailand. Yeah. What? Have you played any golf there? I have. A golf Sick. there is so cool. Have you played it? I have. Isn't it great? Yeah, it's money, dude. It's great because you know people that have. I'm sure you've done this. So then. Have you played a four, with four guys over there? Four, four people. Um, I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, because so I mean, my experience is like when you go, and I've played a lot of golf over there. So, you know, and I, I, I've used a lot. I've used a few factories over there. So, oh, okay. And their guys are keen golf. Thai people love golf. Oh, they, a they go crazy. They're for nuts. It. So you go to these nice country clubs too, and you go and you get out and you each have a golf cart, and you each have a little golf caddy lady. With right. their uniform, all with female. their hat. yeah, all female, with their little hats and their little gloves, and their little, they're fully clothed. And they look like they're at the nail salon. Yeah, and and sometimes you'll have two for every guy, because so, one holds the umbrella for you and stuff like that, right? <laughs> have you done that? I didn't get an umbrella holder. Oh my God, it's crazy. It's fun though, and they're they're smiling. They can read the putts really good. They can't speak English, but you're kind of communicating. Oh, yeah. And they just pull your club. They're like, here's your club, whatever. They Once they get to know your game a little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fun. What, uh, where have you played around? Like, I mean, where's your where's your wife from? Uh, she's from Bangkok. Okay. Yeah. Crazy city. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. City. Crazy. Crazy. Like it's just always I love on. It. Oh, it's always on. It's like it's the on inside go. of a watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. It's might be broken a little bit, but, <laughs> but no, she's she's great. She went. She, she I met her in L.A. She went to uh, she went to school in England, boarding school. So okay. You know, and then she went to art school in Paris. So she, oh, English accent, can speak French, gorgeous. You know, when I met her, and it's like, I was like, oh my god, this is too good to be true here. Well, and now you're sounding like a movie because here you are, this sort of steward of the community <laughs> land, and she's a florist. Yeah, she's a florist. And yeah. and, and you're just sort of uh, you each have your craft, and yeah. and it involves. We've been very the lucky. Yeah. Organic matter of the universe. Yeah. Any favorite books? Um, you know, at the time I was right before, when I was starting Ashworth, I started reading Ann Rand books. Okay, you ever read any Ann Rand? Books? I haven't. Atlas Shrugged. And, I don't read that much. I just and, some uh, people ask me that question, so I thought I should ask you. Yeah, Atlas Shrugged, and uh, 
the fountainhead and stuff like that. That was pretty, that's a pretty pivotal, if you're, because I would, didn't know I was going to be a quote-unquote entrepreneur, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. But that's really sort of that whole philosophy of just making a go of it. That was pretty helpful. Um, what else? Uh, I do read a lot of um, Buddhist books, uh-huh. just, you know, because it's interesting. Top one. God, they don't even really. These guy, this guy translates all these things. They didn't, you know. They're mostly about meditation. You're reading old ones that oh, are translated. No. Oh well, um, entering the stream. I don't know that one. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't know who wrote that, but that's a good book. Entering, entering the, the stream. stream. Yeah. Um, that's what you got to do on on Sunday if you're a pro. Yeah, that's <laughs> you right. You got to enter that stream. Stream of consciousness. <laughs> anyway. Awesome, man. Well, uh, any questions for me? I feel like I feel like God, we kind of. I hope I've been. What are you talking about? This has been a, this has been a fucking really? uh, this has been a great interview. Oh, good. I hope so. You know why? Because it's just been a casual conversation where yeah. we've actually had the chance to. Because I don't know. I mean, we see each other yeah. routinely, occasionally. yeah, occasionally. Occasionally, yeah. There's always something going on. You're always. I mean, I I see you going. Man, yeah, you're going. I was actually on two planes at once the other day. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But yeah, it is. It is a lot of. So the travel. It's funny. You know what's really funny is it's hard for me to get down here. Yeah. Because you know you're always welcome here. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's hard for me to get down here because when I'm in LA, mm-hmm. guess what? The last thing I want to do is yeah, get in a car and drive, leave. Yeah, I know. But I know. Uh, you know, I don't blame you. If you would rather be doing something else, then it's work. Mm. Yeah. And so Charlie made time, right? And then yeah. he came down here. You were yeah. here. Yeah. And that for me is a wonderful day. Waking oh, up at thank you. five a.m. Yeah. Yeah, just finishing the day yeah. here with yeah. you. Yeah, That's so good. good stuff. I really appreciate it, and and you know I'm just like, uh, I don't know, man. You've got me inspired about what the fuck's going to happen with the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. who knows? Yeah, you you got a good path going, man. Who knows? Just uh, just uncover it and shine a light on it, and you know, people, more people should play golf. Don't you think? I, agree. I really do. I agree. I think they're intimidated. I think we need to drop the intimidation factor. I think that's what happens here. People don't aren't as intimidated. Well, there's zero intimidation you got the, here. You got the music going. You got no dress code. No. You know, come as you are. Behave, you know, properly. Yeah. You know, respect people, respect the place, and have a good time. You know, I think I did. We I clocked on the way in here that there's music coming out of the uh, clubhouse onto the range and the putting green, and I've never seen that. Oh, you know what? I've seen it. Oh, good. Madison Club. Oh, good. Yeah. Couldn't be more different. Right. Yeah. That's like. <laughs> <laughs> Madison, but you know, they're they're more like they're more, more like Goat Hill than any place. That's true. The the, the discovery they're, properties. They're the Goat Hill with uh, where the where Built the for uh, billionaires where the O is just a zero on a hundred on a hundred thousand <laughs> rather true. rather than rather than a greatest of. Well, dude, thank you for the time. Thank you, I really appreciate it. Um, everybody, make sure you check out uh, Goat Hill if you're in town. Check out the Wishbone Brawl. Check out Link Soul. We should do a Link Soul code, which I know this is in the future, so we can figure out. So if people are watching, yeah, and they want to go to Link Soul and do a code, let's say Eric, listeners of this podcast, if you want to check out some Link Soul gear, Eric code Eric E R I K E R I K yeah. 33. 33. And you'll get 33% off. Holy shit. For a limited time. For a limited time. Yeah. All right. So whenever we post this, check that out. And I hope I don't That's get really in trouble. Nice you, I hope I don't get in trouble for that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I could get in trouble or you could no. get in trouble, but I say fuck it. I say fuck it too. It's fuck my, the contract. It's my favorite number. Fuck the contract. You're one of my favorite people. Oh, dude, that's really sweet. So, um,. Here's Let's the thing. do it. While we're on the topic of fucking contracts, you make the best shorts in the biz. Oh, good. Thanks, dude. Man. Those. I, by the way, I, I spotted those shorts at another company today, and Uh-oh. he was like, I'm not, shh. <laughs> I was like, those are made out of recycled bottles, right? And he's like, yeah, but just I'm not keeping on the down low. <laughs> he was literally at one of your competitors. Uh-oh. Don't tell anybody. Anyway, that's really sweet of you. Yeah, yeah. I, really, no, I think huge. we can pull that off. We'll pull that off. Well, hopefully we can, because yeah. I don't edit the podcast. Yeah. Just, <laughs> okay, cool. I'll advise you before we go live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, check out Link Soul, everybody. Now you have no no choice. You're paying 67%. And come out to Goat Hill Park because, you come know Come out what? to Goat Hill and pay double, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's going to be a lot less than what you just paid at Link Soul. <laughs> 33%. By the way, don't buy $10,000 worth of shit and send it to China. 
Dude, John, thank you. I'm going to give All you right, a handshake. All right, I really thanks, Sean. Yeah, enjoyed it. Everybody, thank you. have yeah. a great week. And uh, again, I'll see you in the shower. <laughs> <laughs>